Welcome to Pierce the Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And we're on episode 236, an update episode. Yeah. <laughs> and there's so much going on. A lot of good stuff. Like all our episodes are positive, but this is going to be next level positive. Yeah. I Making mean, money. I mean, there's going to be a couple of things in there. <laughs> money improvements. Winning. That's right. All right. So, but before we get into the topics and all that good stuff, let's catch up a little bit. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, um, things are going good for me. I'm, I, uh, been sourcing a lot. I've been selling a lot. Uh, and so I, I talked a little bit about building a mini barn, right. And kind of doing mm -hmm. that. And I've had a few people, a few of our listeners kind of reach out and give That's me some great tips feedback and, yeah, like videos too. videos yeah, of things they're doing. So I just decided what I'm going to end up doing is I'm, I found a shed through home Depot that they'll come and install and it's relatively decently priced. It's a, you know, 10 foot by 12 foot shed, which is what you have to stay under in order to not have to have permits. Uh, so 10 foot by 12 foot. And my plan is to add on some overhangs and some stuff that I can keep totes of things that aren't like necessarily, uh, you know, issue, you know, if they get hot or whatever. So I've got a lot of plans for this. I'm going to be able to fit a whole lot into this shed. So right now what I've been doing is kind of clearing out the spot, leveling it out because you just have to have a semi-level spot uh, for them to install it, but they're going to come install it. And we, I'm not huge on credit cards. Um, don't like, I, I have like almost no debt at all except for student loans. Uh, so the, the idea of getting a credit card was like not exciting, but what I decided to do was get a travel uh, credit card. Yeah, I got one like a Southwest one. Yeah. Uh, well, this one is just like a, it's a bank of America travel. So you can use it for any, okay. any, any airline. And it came with a ton of bonus points. If you spend more than $2,000 in the first 90 days, which we will on this shed, uh, you get all these extra bonus miles and all these things. And the payment that we're going to pay for, and it's interest free for 18 months. So the payment we're going to pay, we're going to pay it off in a year is going to end up being like $250 a month, which is less than a storage unit. Right. Like if I were to get a storage unit this That's size, true. I'd be paying in California where we live in California. I'd be paying about that price. I pay three forty four for 10 by 20. It's obnoxious. Yeah. And this is, this thing is going to be paid off right in a year. And then after that year, it's like, I've got free storage. So, and it's going to be close. It's going to be on home at home. So, uh, kind of excited about getting moving towards that direction. Cause I've been talking about getting something set up for a long time and now we're, we're, we're really got the ball rolling and it's going to be nice to have things. Cause right now we have to drive like 15, 20 minutes to get to, you know, where our, our inventory is. And so it's kind of a hassle, but if we can just do it all at home, it's going to be uh, significantly easier for us. So yeah, that's, uh, it's pretty good. What about you? What's new well, with you? I just want to touch on what you're talking about. It's a game changer when you can have a storage unit that's super close. Like mine is really close and it, I feel like it's an extension of my home. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. yeah, if I had to drive 15 to 20 minutes, that would be that'd be kind of rough. So I, I'm grateful. That's why I pay more. I could pay less and get one a little bit further away, but it's just not worth that. Sometimes you have to pay up to, you know, have convenient things in life. So before I move on to me, I want to talk about our, our garage sales just real quick because you know mike and i ended up at the same garage though and yeah. and i know mike doesn't like that but i think mike killed it like in the sense that when i caught mike so i caught mike we were like making a u-turn like a weird turn around at a cul-de-sac and my son's like hey it's mike and i'm like oh it's mike and and uh i remember mike had we were like tailing we were like chasing each other at different garage sales and then i come into the studio today and Mike has some of the stuff here he's sorting through. And I'm like, oh, looks like Mike did pretty well. Now, I did pretty well, and I'll share in a little bit. But 
What, what, what happened? I just made sure to turn left when you turned right. <laughs> no, there's actually... I. But yeah. let's talk about why you scored, because this is one of the things we talk about in episode... Is it 235? Yeah, 235. So, yeah. When we talk about make, make, making more money at garage shows. What do you think was the difference between you and me? I was out really early. Correct. Because you were like, let's go. I've only hit five houses. And I'm like, five houses? I've already hit like 15 houses. Yeah, Mike didn't even say a word. He just looked at me and goes, all right, bro. And he just kept moving. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, uh, I was out really early. In fact, um, we went to, so it was like a community garage sale. Uh, so there was like 30 advertised houses in this area and I already went to three garage sales in another area that started at six. So, and I was there, those ones at like five 30 before I even got to the ones and these ones were advertised to start at eight and I was already hitting them up around six 45. Wow. Right. And normally I wouldn't do I that. I thought I was there early. I was there like at seven 15. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing is normally like if, if you'd have asked me a year ago, I would have waited till like 740 to go to these because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be too early, but they were all set up and they were all selling. Right. And so the idea of, of the start time, you got it. You got to get there before the start time for sure. So anyways, props to you. Thanks. Yeah. Let us know in the uh, the comments below. Uh, how early do you get to garage sales and uh, do you find it makes a difference for you? And while you're doing that, make sure to hit the like and subscribe button and hit that bell notification. Uh, that way you can be notified when we are dropping more content because episode 235, we talked about garage sales, but then we had another episode that just dropped where it wasn't an episode, but it was a video where we talked about phrases we use at garage sales to get the best deals. Uh, so make sure to go check out that video if you haven't seen it yet and hit that bell notification because we're dropping an extra like two videos every single week. All right. Now I will talk about my one score at that, those garage shows in a little bit, but before I do that, Hey, I finally hit 2,500 items. You did it. I did it. Now I'm not there I'm anymore. Oh. Well, that means you're selling but, stuff, but I hit the 2,500. Now I will say part of the reason why is I had a bunch of Skylanders, like, you know, mm, that uh, helps. like a ton of small items that really easy to, to list. And that's what you want to do. If, if, you can find a way to get smaller items that it's really easy to take pictures and to list that will sell quick. It's okay because some of these didn't sell for a lot. They sold for like, you know, 15, 20 bucks, but it, it definitely, you know, I feel the freedom and this is what I mean. The more listings I have, the more freedom I feel I'm going to have. And, th- and this is why. So there, we've talked about, there's two ways to resell, right? There's one where you, you know, find all the hide items or you're constantly turning over stuff fast nickel, you're over, over, over. But with that method, you always have to be sourcing. Like you're always going, you're always going, you're always going. It's the same thing with Amazon FBA and retail arbitrage. Like you're always trying to find the next hot item and you're always sourcing, you're always sourcing, you're always sourcing. The other way we've talked about this is the idea of, of creating a larger inventory where you have a large enough inventory of quality goods. Okay. Not trash, not stuff, but people, uh, we'll look for things that they need, right? So I sell a lot of stuff that a lot of people are always looking for. I sell cowboy boots. I sell Western wear, uh, Harley Davidson gear. Like those are my main sellers. Uh, even Hawaiian shirts are something solid that sell no matter what time of year. But the larger my inventory gets, the more freedom I feel. Because if, for example, just came back from a trip to uh, Arizona and got to have a family time and I didn't have to worry about sourcing or listing because I had a large enough inventory that people were still buying while I was away. So just something to think about. There's two ways to do it, but I will tell you, I find it more relaxing when I have a huge inventory. Like I can't wait till I get to 5k uh, in in my listings because then I just feel that, yeah, I'm going to have to keep working. It's the, I don't believe there's such a thing as passive, but 
I feel like you don't have to work as hard as long as you're sourcing quality items. Yeah, you're doing the work either now or later, right? It's kind of the idea. So Correct. when you do the work now and you've got that inventory, then you can ease off a little bit and and the work you've done in the past is going to continue to carry you forward. So yeah. yeah. And and I'm gonna tell you guys, there are days that I work four hours and there's days that I work 16, right? It just fair and I choose when I work those times. All right. So I've been buying and buying and buying a lot of inventory. Like it's been it's crazy. I probably have 500 items right now that I just recently sourced that I've not listed. So, but that's what it's going to take. So you also got to think about if you want to get to your certain number, how much are you going to have to source, right? How many items are you going to have to pick up? So it's going to do some work. There was kind of a, you know, there's my helper was, there's some family stuff going on and stuff and she wasn't able to attend to all my listings. So now she's back. And so we're going to be able to just crank these listings out and I'm hoping to get to 3k by the summer. Now I notice I said summer. So that could mean June 1st or that could be August yeah, 31st. End of August. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, and the other thing I've been organizing my storage now, I will tell you, you'll be shocked at how much uh, you end up just noticing that disappears from your eBay store when you organize. Have you had that happen? Like you were organizing, you're like, huh, this listing's not here anymore? Do, or is it? Um, you know, I don't know if I find too many that just disappear, okay. but I do occasionally find items where it's like, oh, you know what? I put this on the wrong shelf, my listed shelf, and it wasn't listed. Ah, occasionally okay, that yeah. happens, yeah. Yeah, so I spent probably a good four or five hours just you know, organizing my storage. I've mentioned before on the podcast how I have, I, I, did, I did some math calculations. <laughs> no one's going to ever come over my house anyways, but... I think about 40% of my living space is taken up by the business. Hmm. Now that doesn't mean storage. That doesn't mean I just have stuff everywhere. That means certain places I pack certain places. I take pictures. Uh, but you know, I do have certain closets. like my kids, my kids, <laughs> their closets have their stuff, but they has a whole bunch of inventory. Now I'm running lean. And the reason I'm running lean is I'm waiting for the right opportunity to either rent a huge place or buy a decent sized space. Right, but right now, if if you're following the real estate, it's it's just crazy right now. I mean, I just had somebody, a reseller friend of mine, uh, shout out to him. He he sold his house for like thirty k more than it was worth because that's where the market is right now, and he's moving on, right? But uh, yeah, I the organizing storage. I thought I couldn't fit any more items. Oh my goodness, spending those four hours probably saved me from getting another storage unit. Mm. I mean, I, I probably ended up getting back at least 30 to 40% of the space. Oh, that's good. That saves a ton of money for sure. Oh, yeah, but just being efficient. And then, uh, yeah, it's been good. Uh, and, you know, um, taxes. I'm just going to briefly, we don't talk about taxes. We're not giving any advice. There's no legal ramifications for any of this. Yeah, this is our don't eat paint warning. Yes, please don't eat paint at all, ever. Unless it's, you know, it's edible, but I don't think that exists. Don't eat me. There's a market for you. There's a market for you. But this is what I'll say. Bookkeeping, bookkeeping, bookkeeping. The number one reason why I feel like yeah, I still pay. I have to pay taxes here. I have to pay a decent amount. Like I, I hate paying t- taxes. I, anyways, that's a whole other conversation. But if I did not keep my mileage, you know, my inventory, if I, if I didn't keep track of all my sales, if I didn't do all this, I'm not saying you have to go all in, like do major spreadsheets. I mean, Michael testify, we talk about this all the time. I'm, I hate spreadsheets. I really don't do a lot with spreadsheets, but I do keep track of all my items. I use stuff like GoDaddy bookkeeping. I also have separate ledgers that I use and so on. 
but it will save you so much money. You got to think about as much as a pain it is to track all this stuff during the year, you got to look at it as if you're making money because you don't know what you're losing if you don't keep an eye on these things. And later on, you can't deduct these things. You have no idea how much money you threw away by just simply not tracking your miles or tracking your cost of goods on a lot of items. So just throwing that out there. Oh, no, that's good. Uh, one thing I've been doing that's been new recently is, so I have a lot of items on OfferUp. Um, I, not as many on Facebook Marketplace. I need to I need to start cross-posting a little more, but I find it's easier just to do the OfferUp. Uh, so... I had some items that were getting kind of stale. They 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 go down on the list, you know. Oh, not probably really go down on the list. And unfortunately, it, there's not an easy way to get your item back to the top. You have to you have to relist it. Even dropping the price won't put it back to the top. And so, a lot of the items that I had listed, I'd already deleted pictures, and so it's kind of a nightmare. And I decided, you know, I'm going to try the offer up like plus the premium plus. Oh yeah, I've plus. done that before. And it, the way it works is. It allows you to promote one item at a time. So you pay $19 a month and it promotes one item and you can promote it for as long as you want. And then if you promote another item, then it drops that one. But what I th when you promote it, it goes up to the top. And I'm not 100% sure I need to do a little bit more research, but I, I think just the act of promoting it and then even when you take it off the promotion, it's still up towards the top. Mm. Now, I could be wrong. Uh, so let me know down below if you know for sure. Uh, but what I've found is pretty much every item that I've promoted this up to this point has sold right the nice. the interactions have definitely gone up and then they sell uh and that helps a ton because we're not sponsored by offer up no, no 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 i'm not uh but that paying that extra has been worth it now if i end up dropping below like 10 items on offer up that i'm trying to sell because usually the items i'm selling on offer up are 50 dollars to like 250 dollars and they're you know it's nice because it's a cash deal um it's it's a bit of a pain to have to meet people and all of that stuff but when i can make 200 bucks three or four times a month, oh, it's totally right? Worth it's it. worth paying that 20 bucks to get that item promoted up to the top. And if it ever seems like my, 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 my offer up store is dropping in, in value, don't have as many items listed. I might stop paying that $20 a month if I'm not easily getting that value out of it. But I figure I'm paying for an eBay store. I'm paying for all these things. I might as well pay, try on offer up. And so far it's been working. In fact, I recently sold one of the things I've talked about in the past, uh, is the, I, I, I sold the RC car and I bought the go-kart. Right? Oh wow! Okay. And um, I decided, I you know what? That. I'm gonna list this go kart. So I think I paid like 120 for the go kart. I'm like, I'm just gonna list it for 175 as is. I threw the engine away because it was broken. The guy advertised it as working, and I didn't want to spend the time learning how to fix the engine. And and it needed a seat. And it needed some work. It needed you parts. Pivoted. Yeah. So I was like, I, I I could. So I did the math, and I said, if I sell this for 175 dollars, I'm gonna make you know 50 bucks, whatever. It's not not great, but I'm gonna put a bunch of money into this, and I'm gonna be able to make little bit more money, but time, right? I'm losing time on it. So I ended up getting a guy who wanted, he, he offered me a hundred dollars and he's all, do you, do you deliver? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to, this is up oh, for 175. I, I can't stand this. I always put cash and carry only. Yeah. But then like three days later, he responds and goes, I have $200 if you can deliver it. Oh, all right. And things. you know, I was like, sweet. So I looked up where he is. He's like 30 minutes away. I threw it in the back. It fits in my forerunner because it was small. I drove there and I'm just thinking, man, the bummer is if I drive all the way out here and this guy doesn't buy this. Oh, that's true. But I drove out there, he paid me the 200 bucks, took it out, and he like peddled it into a shop. He had a shop that he was like, yeah, hey, I'm already working on some of these right now. No big deal. Like, cause I was like, yeah, it needs a little bit of work. And he's like, yep, yeah, no, I'm that, That's what I do. And I got 200 bucks for it. And so I did the math and I'm like, okay, I, I, I made, you know, whatever I made, like 75, $80 on this go-kart. 
I could have put in another maybe $150 into it and sold it for $300 or $500. But the amount of time I probably would have put 15 hours into it, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Work on installing pieces, making sure everything's tuned up, everything works. And so to me, it was worth doing that. So the OfferUp thing has been great. Now, one bummer with OfferUp and Facebook Marketplace. So I bought the two archery uh, sets. Well, one was an archery set, like a recurve bow. It's really, really nice. I've actually started shooting it. Like the last garage sales. Yeah, a couple garage sales ago. And um, it's been a ton of fun. Uh, But the other one was like an older compound bow. And what I realized is older compound bows are basically garbage. Like they don't, they don't sell, they don't hold their value unless it's like some kind of special, like antique uh, because the technology has changed so much that it, they're just not worth much. Um, I would spend more money getting a new string on the bow than the bow is worth. Huh. Right. So um, I was like, you know, I'm just going to throw it up for 40 bucks on offer up on Facebook marketplace and immediately they get pulled down and they get really? pulled down for being a weapon. And it's like, it's what? crazy. Cause I see so many, like if I look on offer up, what is the 1800s old West? Yeah, like- I see so many um, uh, compound bows on offer up and on Facebook marketplace. Somehow mine keep getting uh, tagged. I even checked like, well, what, how are they listing it? But for whatever reason, mine keep getting tagged and keep getting removed. Uh, so just be aware of that. If you ever pick up a bow is you're going to have to sell it Craigslist. Yeah, I could also sell it on eBay, but again, it's so big. Um, that the shipping on it, it's for a $40 it's item. It's just not worth it. So I might uh, take a couple, like take it apart and sell pieces of it. I think I'll still easily make my money. Or I think I could probably sell it on, uh, on Craigslist for like $40. I paid 10 for it. So it, there'll be some profit there, but it's just, just be aware of that. If you are, uh, if you're trying to do that. Interesting. So offer up, I will say the promoted thing is nice. It makes sense. Like sometimes, you know, you don't want to put in that money, but if you get that faster sale, I, I, I totally would say it's worth it. All right. I want to talk about a company that is one of our sponsor affiliates, AmericanBubbleBoy.com. If you haven't purchased one of these massive uh, 700 square foot, four foot rolls that you can purchase from them for $39.99 and with free shipping, I definitely encourage you to do so. I mean, Mike and I <laughs> love American Bubble Boy. I, I had to ship out so many items and it was nice to have that plastic wrap. And then that Instapack video that we did on Instagram. Oh, yeah, those Instapacks are cool. If you don't know what Instapack is, check it out on there. You can probably, you know, Google and, and see them at work. But man, they make the life so much easier if you're sending out fragile items. Yeah, for sure. And so, you know, we get asked all the time, you know, people want to help us out and they're like, Hey, do you have a promo code? We don't have a promo code because if you go directly from our link below and purchase from American bubble boy, that already gets credited back to us. And you get a cheaper rate than if you bought it through Amazon. So you're buying through them directly. So again, American great company, great product use link below. All right. Let's talk about some random stories. I want to talk about that same garage though. Go for it. All right. So I'm at this garage and I shared this on Instagram, but I want to give the whole story. Not everybody is on Instagram. Right. And so I'm at the same garage. So the very first one I go to, I'm like, this is going to be money. Like, you know, it's going to be money because there is so much out there. What it looks like is that somebody was just waiting for months to do this garage. So I love that. I love it when I see boxes. Now there's a difference between boxes and the plastic containers with the flaps. Mm. Right. The cardboard boxes to me scream people that had things in storage that are trying to just offload stuff. Plastic containers with the flaps means people that go to a swap meet or resellers that are trying to offload stuff. Am I correct with that assumption? Yeah, I think I think that's a that's a fair generalization. That's not always the case, but that's that's a good indicator. Yeah, I find it to be usually the case, especially like in San Diego, if they have tarps up. 
and they have the plastic containers with flaps that tells me they're a reseller pretty much most of the time. So I show up and I go, and here's what's hot right now. This is a bolo that is not one of our bolos, but graphic cards right now. Mm. Part of the reason is a lot of people are trying to mine for different kinds of you know, cryptocurrency. And so a lot of people are using these graphic cards to do some kind of mining. Uh, also video games, right. And, and PCs and all that. And I don't know too much of that. Okay. But I know right now there's a shortage, uh, in the supply chain with like CPU units, CPU units or whatever they're called and stuff like that. And so prices like, is it NVIDIA? Right. Uh, yeah. Cards? I'm not going to try and pronounce it. Last okay. time I did, somebody uh, blasted me. Okay. All right. well, I'm going to go with NVIDIA. Okay. Graphic cards are money. So I show up at this garage sale and there's this box and I see it. it's a NVIDIA. I think it was like a 1080 graphics card. I'm like, huh? I wonder if this is money. I open it and I see the plastic wrapping. I'm like, whoa, this is new in box. Like this is money. So I, I asked the lady, I'm like, hey, what are you thinking on this right here? And she's like, I don't know. I'm selling it for my cousin. You know, let me try to give him a call. I mean, what are you thinking? And when somebody says they're going to maybe give a call, you need to move fast. Right. So I'm like, I don't know. What do you think? Five bucks? She's like, yeah, five dollars. Oh, man. Right. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> so I take this. I'm like, I'm pumped. Like, this is awesome. Well, you know, I go sourcing a little bit more. I run into Mike like we talked about before. And then at the end. You know, I open the box and I check and I don't know anything about graphics cards. Right. I mean, you know, I was expecting it to be the same product where I looked and it wasn't uh, I think it was 1080 or 1180. I forget what version. Instead, it was a 960. I'm like, oh, no. And so I look up comps and I'm like, yeah, that drastically changes things, uh, you know, because the, these go for like 50 to 100. And I'm like, oh, well, I, I paid five dollars. Right. So then I start doing a little bit of research. And actually, the one I had goes for about 125 to 150, uh, even for parts. Hmm. And so I'm like, I'm just going to list this. I'm going to list it at $199.99 uh, plus shipping. So I list it within, I think it was about 90 minutes. Actually, somebody sent me an offer for $5 off. And then they retracted the offer. I'm like, mm. wow, what are you? I hate it when you get retractions. I mean, they rarely happen, but it's weird when they do. Yeah, because we can't retract offers, can we? No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, whatever. It's it's customer, right? Okay. And so then, you know, they retract it. I'm like, oh, well, it, it'll sell if somebody's interested. Sure enough, full price, same person, right? And I'm like, sweet, $199 plus shipping, right? $5. But the saga doesn't end there because after that, they send me this beautiful message and they're like, Hey, we, I really, you know, appreciate it. This is, uh, if you could remove any invoices and, and, and if you must, they put it in caps. If you must print an eBay label, please cut off the, the eBay logo from the label. I'm like, whoa, this is next level dropshipper, right? If you have no idea what we're talking about with dropshipping. So what some people do, they set up a Shopify or set up a website and they put up listings, but those listings are of, Items that are selling maybe at different department stores and sometimes from people on eBay. So my listing must have ended up on a dropshippers, uh, you know, whatever Shopify or internet site at a higher price. But here's the thing. Dropshipping is beautiful because here's the, they, they buy it. They, you send it to the customer that thought they got it and they want you to hide that it's eBay. Now they didn't say anything about the eBay tape. So I covered my box in eBay tape because that's the only tape I have. What am I, what am I supposed to do? Right. But here's the thing. 
if the if the individual complains and they want to return, they're not going to complain to me, right? Because they didn't buy it from me. They bought it from this other person. Now, the other person has to figure out, is it worth going through the hassle of dealing with the person I bought it from to ship it to the original buyer? On top of that, they can't leave negative feedback because all I have to do is pick up the phone or you know, email or, you know, message eBay for business on Facebook and just say, by the way, a dropshipper purchases, you know, this is against terms of service and they're trying to leave me negative feedback and it's done. And usually you don't hear from dropshippers because that's not good, right? eBay has policies against drop shipping. And so I'm happy because I won all around. I won at the garage sale. I won in the sale and I'm not going to get a return. So I'm good to go. It's good stuff, man. <laughs> Yeah, who 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 knew? Now I'm like, I want graphics cards. Yeah, you know. So, all right, you got a random story. Yeah. So, um, this is really bizarre because I don't often find free stuff. Occasionally, um, like you go to a garage sale and there's like a box out front. It says free on it. And the rest of the stuff they're selling. And usually, the free stuff is not very valuable. But I'm at a garage sale and I'm looking at stuff. And I don't see anything really worth anything. But I see a razor scooter. Like a kid's oh, yeah. electric razor scooter. I've seen those. So it's an electric one, right? And I'm like, oh, sweet. Like this, this is kind of cool. Like, you know, my son is getting a little bit bigger. He likes this kind of stuff. He's got a power wheel he drives all the time. So I just, you know, did our line. Well, how much are you hoping to get for this? And the guy was like, you know, honestly, I don't have the charger for it. Um, and I was like, oh, you yeah, know, that's probably fine. I could buy a charger. And I'm trying to be nice. He goes, you know what? You can just have it. Oh, nice. And I was like you sure? And he's like, yeah, you know, I, I would hate to sell it to you and it's like have something wrong with it or the charger, you know, the battery's not work or something. And I'm like, sweet. Like I'll take it for free. You know? So I, I loaded up in my car three houses later, I see by fence, a thing that Wait. says free and there's a bigger. So the first one I got was an E175 electric razor scooter. This one is an E200. So it's a bigger electric razor scooter. Okay. And it says free and it says on the thing, like may need, um, may need new parts or deep cleaning or something like that. And so like I grab it and I'm like, it's free. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, Mike in the free stuff. I know. And I'm like, how do you have the charger for it? And the guy's like for that? No, no. He just says no. And so then I'm carrying it around. I'm looking at other boxes and the wife is like handling money. She's like, oh, I think we have the uh, charger for that in the garage. And I was like, oh, that'd be, that'd be awesome. And I, I'm actually, this one, it works, right? Like it's on, I could tell, but it like doesn't have a lot of power. So I could tell it needs a charge, but like it's, I'm moving the throttle and it's moving forward. And, um, and so she yells towards her husband. She's like, go, go into the garage and find the charger for this. And he, you could tell he's all upset, but he goes into the garage and he finds the charger and he brings it out. And so I, I get two, I, I I've never bought an electric scooter before. And I get two of them the same day for free, two different houses. Wow. Like it's unbelievable. So here's my plan. Oh, wait, before you go, let, let's give an update. We posted us on Instagram, but Mike, two weeks ago, come across, was it sonar equipment? Oh, yeah. A bunch of free sonar equipment. Yeah, well, one was a one was like a, a Navy sonar thing, and the other ones were just like a, a audio, like synthesizer, old synthesizer equipment. And, and how much did you sell all that free stuff for? Well, I still have uh, four left, three left. And so far, I've made $275 off of that. And in fact, I think another one just sold for 60 bucks uh, yesterday. I have to double check. Uh, but yeah. Uh, anyways, I mean, okay. Back to your story. Yeah. So um, my plan with these is I've got two two options. Option one is list them on offer up as, as is, need need new batteries, uh, and put them up for 50 bucks, mm -hmm. right? And maybe they both sell 50 bucks. I make $100 off of free. 
cash in, in my pocket. Or I looked online, I can buy batteries for these for about $30 each. Um, so for $60, I can get new batteries in these and then maybe sell them for 100 instead. But then I got to do the work. I mean, it's not a lot of work to, to replace the batteries, but um, you, know, you do have to um, actually take off the connections, uh, reconnect new connections, which I have all of the elect, uh, wire connected uh, stuff and yeah, but soldering Do you want to put in that labor? That's the thing. So I don't know. So I'm going to list them for $50 each first, and I'm going to give it um, like a month. And if they don't sell, then I'll probably replace the batteries. Because then worst case scenario, $60, I've got two electric scooters, one my son can use, one, you know, me or my wife can use. And, you know, it'd be for, for 60 bucks, you know, you can't really complain. But then I think the value on them goes up significantly mm. once you have batteries in them. So then I think they'd easily sell probably closer to $100 each because new, they go, you know, yeah. $250, $300. So uh, I think I think it's a, it's a no-brainer. Either way, I'm going to make some money and offer free. I uh, can't complain. All right. I think it may be 150. I can't remember. I haven't seen those razors in a while. Yeah, no, it's been a while. So, um, but still, but if it's new battery, right? Like, cause that's the thing is if you're buying them, if you're buying them used, um, yeah. you're, you're usually getting ones that have bad batteries. People are going oh, no, to have to replace I've, I've batteries. I picked them up. I stopped picking them up because yeah, it's always a gamble when you pick yeah. them up. So, but free, you're winning. The, the house is not winning when it's free. That's right. So, all right. Hey, I just wanted to share one more thing. So have you been following the podcast since, I don't know, let's say back in November, <laughs> I've been talking about the, the jungle boots saga. Do you remember that story? Uh, refresh my memory. Okay. So long story short, sold a pair of jungle boots, their money, by the way, it's another bolo and to somebody in Russia, the person in through global shipping, the person in Russia was scared to show their yep. ID at the postmaster. And so, you know, he didn't pick it up. Global shipping credited him, credited me. We're good. And then out of nowhere, the guy filed a, payment dispute, mm. which changed everything because it's not covered under global shipping. I had to wait 90 days. I waited 90 days, contacted eBay. eBay's like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll get back to it. Even on the case, it says that it's waiting for eBay to send information to the financial institution. I called eBay three to four, no, maybe four, seven times, seven times. Well, you went from three to four to seven. Yeah, because I was, I'm trying to remember. And in January, I know I called four times. Mm. And then in February, I called two to three. And in March, I called a couple more. So it's been more than that. Okay. Cause it's about the principle of the matter. It's no longer about, you know, the 118 or $120 plus shipping that is due to me. Now, I don't feel like I'm wasting time because I'm calling while I'm doing some listing. So, you know, I could be listening to podcasts, whatever. I just decide to do this. And I called eBay again because eBay twice promised me that I would get two free months of a store subscription. And then when I call back to follow up on that, because it never shows up on my invoice, they're like, oh, we don't have any notes about that. I'm like, come on. What, like, what's going on here? So this final time I said this, I called again. I said, hey, I'm following up. I haven't seen anything. People keep saying they're going to get back to me. Here's the deal. It is costing eBay more money to pick up the phone now than to just give me that money. Right. I said, unless they're paying you like $8 an hour, I'm pretty sure it's costing eBay more to continually having to take my call. I said, so I'm really hoping that we can resolve this today. And obviously I said it with a smile. I was nice. I wasn't like straightforward, but I was straightforward. Okay. So guys, all right, let me see what I can do. You know, I'll try to figure things out for you. He's like, let me toss it up to my leaders and they'll get back to me. Something like that. He gets back to me. He's like, I'm sorry, we can't do the store subscription thing. I'm like, okay. 
All right. Well, I guess I'm just going to be keep calling each day until this gets resolved. So I plan to call every single day until eBay resolves this. Well, he's like, but what I can do is I'm just going to give you a $120 coupon uh, on eBay that you can use. Now, you may argue that's actually not cash money that you're getting back and so on. But here's the thing. I was going to spend that amount of money on new supplies anyways. So I gladly took it. So I got 120 eBay finally made things right. And the lesson always is with eBay. If you're in the right, you just got to be persistent. Sometimes it just takes the right rep. We say this all the time. And and it, even with negative feedback, it's the same story. I'll share that in a little bit. I had a negative feedback that I had to call to get removed. But just be persistent. If you're in the right, you're in the right. Now, if there's one thing that's off, one thing that's wrong, eBay will hold that. And that's when things end up not working for you. So I'm glad the saga is finally done. It only took five, six months. Hey, you know, what's time? I mean, we got websites from the early 90s. Anyways, all right. Hey, before we get into our reseller topics, if you've not been following us on social media, we are Puroso Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. We are Puroso Cast on Twitter and also Clubhouse. And, you know, Clubhouse, there's some good groups you can go in and you can listen to. And there's some groups that is just a just a wine session. So go on Clubhouse. There's a lot of value, but you also got to be careful that you use your time valuable. Uh, use your time valuable. Is that even proper grammar? Wisely. Wisely. There you go. OK. All right. Also, you can give us a call. 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. We do have a hustle of the week that we want to share as a voicemail on our next theme episode, which is pretty awesome. So if you have a hustle of the week, you want to call in. Go for it. Or any questions. We really appreciate that. Also, you can email us at podcast at gmail.com. That's podcast at gmail.com. Also want to share that we are really grateful for uh, the continuous uh, reviews that we get. We are the most reviewed reselling podcast in history. Yeah. So, And no matter what, we are the number one podcast that you're listening to at this moment. We are, but we are, we are the, the largest reselling podcast, I believe. Yeah. Largest fastest growing <laughs> whatever you want to say so i just want to i want to just want to shout out to the latest reviews that we got on here we're always grateful for these and so i'm going to say thank you to wow we got a few we're at what are where are we at so people are talking about the 500 club now and we're at 421 so yeah so if you want to make it into the 500 club if you want to be uh make a review before we reach 500 you got to review now because we're going to get to 500 and then you're going to say man i missed the 500 club all right, so let me let me share a couple of these real quick. So this comes from Jamie21 says the knowledge that they share helped my small reseller business. They are great about getting you to think about your business as a whole, not just about what you should buy. And that I take pride in that because I've always, you know, in the beginning, you know, Mike and I had a discussion. And Mike was like, hey, let's do what's sold videos. And we do what's sold videos, but we want to bring a lot more than just what's sold videos. We want to help you actually have a very profitable business. I've definitely worked in the in the back of things like reselling, organizing, tax idea, viewpoints. So definitely a hidden gem podcast. Hopefully we're not that hidden anymore. Yeah. Help get us out of the hidden yes. section. All right. And uh, another one here from Old Gus 80. So thank you, Old Gus. He says, I started listening to these guys discuss eBay and reselling about three weeks ago based on word of mouth from a family member. Wow. Nice. That also resells, and I am hooked. A very informative podcast. Love the bolo and reselling stories, and also love the update information regarding eBay selling, which we have some that we're going to talk about here in a moment. This is now my must 
listen to podcast of the week and keeps me going strong when my reselling is not going as well. Thanks guys. And keep up the great work. And so thank you so much. Those reviews are so helpful in the algorithm and you know, we've been transitioning. If you noticed, we're still trying to work on getting our Spotify up. I'm sure we're going to get our Spotify episodes back up here soon. Uh, in case you're wondering, cause we we've had people DM us. And so we had a transition. We're all on iTunes. We're all on other uh, platforms, but Spotify is getting a little tricky. So, yeah, so for now, if you're listening and you're wanting to listen to older episodes and you're only on Spotify, jump on iTunes, jump on pocket cast, jump on any other podcast or just go to YouTube. Yeah. YouTube, anything else, um, uh, for whatever reason, we're having some issues on Spotify. Only recent episodes are showing up. Uh, so, you know, you, you might have to do a little bit if you're listening on Spotify to get to older episodes. Uh, but thank you for the patience while we get that situated. Yeah, agreed. And and it uh, it just helps us on YouTube. So if you haven't been watching us on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button and that bell notifications and we're dropping videos. We're being kind of heavy on garage shows lately, which is about that time. So definitely hope that will help you. Also, along with helping us out, buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle. In case you're wondering what that is, it's a way to help us monetarily by signing up for a membership. Uh, we've had two new members in the last week. Uh, we had members in the week before. We continually keep growing and hopefully we're happy to have a Pure Hustle Plus eventually where we can provide more content and more exclusives uh, that will help you all. Our podcast will always be free, but there's always more that we can give and we want to be able to do that. We just got to offset it with a reselling business so we're not losing money by not reselling. And so buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle really helps us out thank you to all of you who have signed up again the link is below and here's in the overlay you can see it buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle you go there you can sign up and we are grateful so thank you so much for helping us out all right all right i think i said what needed to be said i think so okay which means that uh it's time things continue to change in the reselling world and people continue to make money and we want to bring you the best ways to capitalize on those changes. Orlando, take it away. I love how you said that people continue to make money. That's right. All right. Hey, so this is exciting. eBay is now rolling out the use of videos. And I know people are going to be like, well, yes, Depop does that. Poshmark does that. But I think eBay was probably waiting to make it really work well. I, and that's my thing. I, I think they didn't want to just roll it out because eBay initially, you could put videos on there. You'd have to go through like flippertools.com and you have to copy the HTML code and then you'd have to go to your listing. And now you can only put a thumbnail on there. And then they got to the whole thing where you could no longer put, you know, HTML stuff on there and you could still put YouTube on there, but it'd just be a thumbnail that you click on. Now you're going to be able to directly put videos on the listings, which I believe is going to be a huge game changer. Yeah, it really helps for certain items. Uh, where you really want to show what it is, the condition it's in. A lot of times things sell just fine. But for instance, a big sell that I had well over 200, I think it was like $280 was a uh, a used uh, model kit for a car. And it some of it was already put together. Some of the pieces were in there. I don't know. Some of the pieces were missing. And so I did that. I, I created a video kind of showing what was in there and moving. And it wasn't around. an electronic item or moving parts item. It right. was just You just want to make sure that they saw everything. Yeah, they, they knew what it was that they were getting. And so, yeah, same thing. If you've got something like a carousel that moves around and you want to show it working or a music box that's spinning, maybe the, the sound that it makes. Or if there's a problem with it, if you're like, hey, it makes this clicking noise. You could do a video of it. And people might say, I know how to fix that. I've already fixed those, right? Or I just need it for parts. And that 
That sounds like whatever motor, but I don't need that part anyway. So videos will definitely be helpful. Yeah. So I'm looking for now. I'm not sure how long it's going to be. I think they're testing it out with, you know, it's going to come in waves, but it's definitely going to be, it's just going to be awesome because no longer do I need to go to YouTube and get the HTML code and bring it over. It's going to be nice to be able to just put on the listing while you're making the listing. So pretty awesome. All right. Now let's talk about Amazon for a moment. We'll get back to eBay. So those of you that's on Amazon, we've been, I've been talking about this for a long time and you know, things are changing in the free market and what people are allowed to sell things for. And this, this whole idea of price gouging really took off during the pandemic. And now we're seeing it come to fruition because now if you're an Amazon seller, if you price things too high, it goes into your account health and can work against you. So you got to be careful about that. Now I'm going to read to you what Amazon says, and then I'm explaining what this means. So Amazon says sellers are responsible for setting their own prices on Amazon marketplaces. <laughs> yeah. Okay. In our mission to be Earth's most customer centric company, Amazon tries to provide a customer with the largest selection at the lowest price and with the fastest delivery as sellers play an important role. Amazon regularly monitors the prices of items on our marketplaces, including shipping costs, comparison with other prices available to our customers. If we see pricing practices on a marketplace offer that harms customer trust, Amazon can remove the buy box, which would hurt you because you couldn't sell stuff, remove the offer, suspend the ship option, or in serious or repeated cases, suspending or terminating selling privileges. So it's a big deal. Pricing practices that harm customers' trust include or but are not limited to setting a reference price on a product or service that misleads customers, setting a price on a product or service that is significantly higher than recent prices offered on or off Amazon, selling multiple units of a product for more per unit than that of a single unit of the same product, setting a shipping fee on a product that is excessive, and this is a little bit of more language. So you, re- you really got to be careful. And the, the bummer with the, something like this is it's so general. Uh, it's not specific at all. In fact, they even say include, but aren't limited to, which means it's not a, a set in stone policy where like this is the specific percentage amount you can list over previously sold items on the over a certain number of days. So it's so tough because it says recently priced items on and off Amazon. Well, what if they've been selling for, what if this Lego set's been selling for $75 a set on eBay and a couple of them have sold for that on Amazon, but they retail for, you know, $15. Well, is that excessive? Is it that recently they've been selling for that price? Like it's just, it, it leaves so much into their discretion. So yeah, you just got to be careful. Yeah. And so by the way, the reason I'm bringing this up, it's, it, it is old news, but it's not old news because now it goes under your account health that can work against you. Right. So if you're wondering what that means, you go to <laughs> basically the account health part of Amazon seller central and you'll see on there, like I have, you know, sometimes you get a uh, IP claim or you get, you know, it's late shipping and all that. Now this will be counted as part of the metrics. And so, you know, we don't know all the metrics that Amazon uses for the buy box, but I will tell you, this will probably play a part. Now, this is what you need to be aware of. So Amazon, I, I believe bases their fair price policy on what the initial price it was listed at on Amazon. Okay, so I'll give you an example. I had an item this past Q4 that I could buy for 50 and I was flipping all day long for two to $300 the entire time. Even now it's still worth that much, right? And never once did I ever get dinged 
for having too high of a price. But I had another item that I picked up that there were there were no sellers. I was the only one. I put it in there. I put it at about $125 and I got slammed right away. Even though I was the only person, I got slammed right away with high price. And what I saw is when I went back on Keepa.com and I looked, somebody had been selling that item for $85. And so that was the top price that someone was selling it for. And I can't go above that price. So this means two things. Number one, be aware if you're the first person selling something, make sure you just list it higher, right? Because it, it's scarcity, right? So you're, you're providing an item that most people wouldn't be able to find. Second, be aware that it may not just be that your price is high. It's just that it's higher than what the initial price was. So yeah, this is uh this is why I still love eBay. I hope eBay never goes down this road. I don't believe they can, especially in secondary goods. Like how, I mean, think of sports cards, how much money would they lose if they started putting fair price on sports cards? Mm. So, all right. I did air quotes, by the way, if you're listening to the podcast. All right. Fair price. Speaking of sports cards, it's not on here, but uh, I, I posted a while back on Instagram. They're planning mm. on rolling out in April a uh, trading card scanning thing. So it'll work for different uh, sports cards. It'll work for Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh, um, Pokemon. There's a whole list of different cards that'll work for. And basically, you take a picture of the card and it'll scan it and it'll like help create the listing for you. So they're planning on rolling this out and it'll value it. And so there's already websites that'll do this. There's a, I think it's like MTG Goldfish or something that'll do it for Magic the Gathering cards where you just basically like scan the card and it'll like pull the card up with like how much they sell for and highs and lows and all of that. But if you have to use another tool and then you switch over to eBay, it takes a lot of time. Whereas if you can just do this on eBay itself, you scan the item and it helps create your listing for you and show you pricing and all of that stuff. Uh, that could be a game changer. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. It'll definitely save you time. All right. Now so I see this as really good news and hopefully I read this correctly because if I didn't, please let me know in the comments, please say Orlando, you are completely wrong. Okay. I'm okay to that. Now I I'm excited about this. So eBay and their seller update. This is one of the areas that we didn't discuss too much, but we did discuss about uh, zero priced insertion fees and they're expanding it. But if only you're under managed payments, so you have to be under managed payments to take part in this. So what they're doing is they are giving you more listings for free under based on your store, right? So this is, this is kind of good. Now, according to eBay, you have, the whole month of April to make your choice whether to downgrade and you don't have to pay the termination fee, right? So usually, especially if you sign up for the yearly, right? Which is cheaper. Like I do, I do yearly for the premium and I think it's like $59.99 in comparison to, uh, let me see if I did a monthly renewal. Oh, actually the prices have dropped. Uh, but okay. So I have the new prices here. I don't have the old prices, but yes, the prices, prices are dropping around. So I think this is a good move for eBay. So, Right now, your store subscription, according to what I'm seeing on the website. Oh, here, here it is. So if you did the monthly, let's say on the premium, I would be paying $74.95. I pay $59.95, which is cheaper, right? It's about 15 bucks less a month. And on top of that now, eBay is allowing you, if you decide to change your store, to not have to pay the termination fee, which is it's a pretty, it's a pretty hefty fee. It's not cheap. I can't see it right now as we're talking, but it's pretty hefty now. This is what they're doing. So before, for example, on my premium store, if I had 
gone over a thousand listings, I would be paying 10 cents per listing above that. So right now, right, I had mentioned that I hit 2,500 that if, if things kept, you know, not selling or, or, you know, I had old listings or whatever, I have a pretty hefty bill. I mean, I probably was paying several hundred dollars. I don't know the exact amount. It varied based on how much I was selling, how much I was listing, but I paid several hundred dollars uh, based on that insertion fee. Now it's gone from 1000 free on the premium store to 10,000 all categories. It's a huge jump. That means if you're in the anchor store, right? And let's say you went to anchor because you had above 3000 listings. Well, now you can downgrade. So instead of paying, you know, if you did the yearly, the 300 a month, now you can go to paying the 60 a month and get the same amount of listings. That's like huge, huge savings. Okay. So I think it's one step forward. I mean, Mike. Now when it says fixed price listing, so it shows 10,000 all categories slash 10 cents. Is that 10 cents over 10,000 or is that 10 cents per listing for 10,000? Over 10,000. So if you look up here, so on the chart, if you guys want to go on the site, it says zero insertion fees. So zero insertion fee listings allocation per month slash slash right so that's ten thousand all categories and then after oh gotcha and then insertion fee per listing after allocation gotcha right so that's a big yeah, so the basic store is a thousand now yeah that's pretty good that's gonna save you money too yeah for sure right because you've been in premium mm-hmm. I think and now you're gonna be saving more money yep so I, I applaud eBay on this I think it's one step forward into moving into zero insertion fees completely. Right. I mean, you're still paying for the store subscription, but you do get some perks with the store subscription, right? You get the ability to do markdown sales. You get the Terapeak research. You get sourcing guidance. You get a lot of other items that definitely help you in your business. So, and the starter store now is uh 250. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, that's pretty good for a lot of people. Yeah. So definitely take a look at your store. Don't, ha- don't, you know, let this pass by without you changing your store subscription because this can save you a lot of money. So I would get on it now and I would take a look at this. And by the time this podcast is dropping, it's already been a few days into April. So definitely get a move on it. That's right. So I'm excited about this. It's good. I mean, I'm telling you, like I probably could go to Disney World right now. (laughs) That's how much of a change. I mean, I could go anyways, but now with the savings, I can go like right now if I wanted to. Right. So it's a big deal. All right. I wanted to share this because sometimes you don't know what you don't know as a reseller. Do you know that you can lock your filters on your app? No, I mean that was a recent find for us through Instagram. Yeah. yeah. So it's funny because I I posted something on on Instagram and uh Reezy Resells, a friend of the podcast, I uh, had put on there, you know, he had mentioned a bunch of stuff and I I didn't catch what he said and somebody else caught something on there and eventually the discussion came up that you could lock, you know, your soul filters which I knew, I just I just thought everybody like me, mm. you know what I mean? And so then I made a video and I posted on Instagram. So if you go to your settings, you can choose, you know, lock filters. And then when you search something, you can choose what filters you want to lock. So now instead of wasting those seconds, just scrolling, going to sold and completed items, it's automatically going to do that every time you search things. So you can save years back to your life. That's right. I think literally years. Like if you're a reseller for 20 years, it's going to add maybe a year. I mean, who knows how much time you're spending doing that scroll and hitting those filters. Yep, that's true. So take a look. All right. Uh, I, I want to share this one more time because I just went through this. So if you offer returns, it is the best way to prevent 
you from getting a negative feedback. Always. Always. So I just had a scenario. I had, I bought a pair of shoes and I sold them for a really low price. I sold them for like a quarter of what I would have sold them for, but it was a slow day. It's always the lower end buyers that mm-hmm. cause problems. Yep. Always. And so, and oh, and and a lot of people say, you know, I don't sell to people with zero feedback. I find that I have more problems with people that have a lot of feedback. So this individual had been selling since 1999, another reseller lowballed me, bought a pair of shoes, got it. When they got it, they said, oh, these are more worn than expected. Can I get a partial discount? And what do you think I said? Uh, send them back for a refund. Yeah. So I said, hey, nah, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't meet your expectations. Please return for a refund. Didn't, didn't ever send it back. And I don't know where I see this negative feedback. And it's like, shield is worn down to the wood. I'm like, what? What? I, I don't. The, the pictures don't even show that. Like, I have mm-hmm. no, I like even the pictures, you see the heel and you see the soul. Like, it's not happening. And so I went to eBay seller help. And I, you know, put in to remove the feedback and it's the algorithm, whatever, kicked it back and said, no, we can't do it. So I contacted eBay and I said, hey, listen, the guy wanted a partial discount. I offered a return. Obviously, if I'm offering the return, I'm trying to make things work with the customer and they never messaged me back or did anything. I'd like this removed. They're like, yep, no problem. Sorry about that. We're removing it. And I mean, a lot of people will say there's a lot of different reasons, but I'm telling you, it's the fact that you're willing to make things right with the return. That is a game changer in these scenarios. Now it doesn't work for everybody. We have listeners that listen to podcasts that have offered that and somehow eBay did not side with them. And I always say this, if, as long as everything is right, you should be okay. You should. Right. So I had the pictures, I had the description, I offered the return. The person never messaged back. All those factored in, feedback removed. So, and again, zero feedback doesn't mean a bad buyer always, mm. right? I mean, this person, I, I just was like, what if I bought something from his store? Yep. It's right? a hoity-toity. Yeah, I just, anyways, it blocked. All right. Uh, all right. I think we're done with our reseller talk. Before we're done, though, with that, we got a bolo to share that's not reselling related. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about our great domes. And, uh, and, and you just went on a trip. I went on a trip not too long ago and, uh, I, I traveled with my skull shaver for the first time and the skull shaver came with a really nice case, travel case, keeps it safe. Didn't have to worry about luggage and all that stuff. And let me tell you, skull shaver, this thing, I, I, it holds a battery charge, like, like none other, like this thing just keeps on going, keeps on trucking. It is true. And, and it gets, it gets your head down to about as close as you can get without, like scraping it with a, a a razor, right? Like I'm like like a, I'm thinking like old school. Uh, what are they the uh, the the barber shops where they like with the straight edge? I mean, you're you're so close that that, that it's, that's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. So this is we love our our skull shavers. Uh, so if you're interested, if you're bald and beautiful like we are, uh, th- then do yourself a favor. Get yourself a Skull Shaver and use promo code PURE when you go to SkullShaver.com. When you're checking out, you're going to get a nice discount. It'll let them know that we sent you. And uh, you will, every time you're doing your head, you're going to smile and say, thank you, Pure Hustle Podcast, because Skull Shaver is a game changer. All right. Now, before, before we move on, I want to talk about one more Skull Shaver item. So 
some of us have issues with unibrows. Mm. Now, I, I don't right now. I did when I was younger. And my son's going to hate me talking about this. I sure have a unibrow. Okay. Pluck it all the time. So they also have trimmers. And this thing is called, ah, I wish I knew the name. I, what, what a time. But anyways, here's the thing. You think that you just need Skullshaver.com for your head, right? But man, I got to tell you, there's so many other tools there that are awesome. So I always was trying to like help my son out with his, with his, you know, with his unibrow and he wants to look cool and he wants to look clean and dapper, right? For, for school. And I'm like, Hey, you know, there's this the device that I haven't used yet that I think would be really helpful. So I'm trying to find it right now on the podcast, but maybe if I don't find it, you can go to the link below and it'll definitely help. But they had one of these trimmers and man, I got to tell you, this trimmer was so precise. It was, it was strong. It did the job right. And it really, really helped. So don't just think, Hey, I don't need one of these items because I don't shave my head. There's stuff, there's stuff for women there. There's stuff, there's stuff to trim your beards. Like there's so much stuff. So if you go to skullshaver.com, use a promo code P-U-R-E, it'll definitely help. The only reason I'm looking this up right now is because it's, it's such a cool name. It's just, it's the beast. Oh, that's what it is. The beast. So it was good. Yeah. So I didn't want to yep. use that YouTuber's name. So that's why I didn't want to call it that. All right. Anyway, sorry about that. All right. Let's keep moving on. Skullshaver.com. All right. That's right. Now it's time for our favorite segment. What's your bolo? Yeah. So my bolo uh, came from a garage sale that was a collector. And this collector had all these new toys in box. And it was like a, a collector's dream. I mean, this guy has been collecting for you know, probably 40, 50 years. And uh, the problem though was prices were really high and I was able to get him talked down on one item and I picked up, I think it's pronounced Ertl. So it's oh, yeah. E-E-R-T-L. And it was a new in box dairy farm set. And so it's like snap together, think like Playmobil type thing. Uh, and it's got like little cows and it's a whole dairy farm with the fences. And as I'm looking up this item to see how much I could sell it for, I'm seeing that just like the figurines on these, like if you mm -hmm. just have like a pack of the cows or a pack of this, and I was just looking up the farm stuff. They have all kinds of stuff in the Ertl line and the prices were incredible, not just for new. So mine is new sealed in box and it's, it's very valuable, but there are a lot that are selling just pieces, used pieces, open boxes. Uh, so definitely check out Ertl, uh, E-R-T-L, if you see that brand, I mean, it's like uh, Schleich was the other brand of toys. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you know these brands, it's really beneficial uh, because a lot of times you look at toys and you just don't know what's worth anything. Uh, but if you know certain brands to look for, the even individual pieces or like, you know, sets go for good money. So check out Ertl, E-R-T-L. Those toys are bank. Yeah, that was a hustle a week, I think, I don't know, a year and a half ago, some mm -hmm. episode 39, I don't know where I found a truck that was all worn and everything. It was a bright yellow truck. I paid $3 and I sold it for, I think, 200 something. Nice. So, yeah, definitely. That's a good bolo. All right. So, if you guys caught us on Instagram, I sold a vintage Blockbuster hat that I paid a dollar for at the thrift for $75. Nice. And we had also Hustle a Week from one of our listeners. I think about two months ago, uh, somebody sold like a rug. A I had Blockbuster video uh, on yeah. it and it was for like $300. 
And lately, I saw Netflix just dropped a documentary on the last blockbuster. Mm. So I don't think this is just now it's hot. I think blockbuster stuff is going to be money. And maybe Hollywood video will end up being money eventually. I think so? I don't know. I think blockbuster is the name. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe if the documentary drops on Hollywood video, you know? Maybe. I don't know. Do you remember Hollywood video? Yeah, but, okay. but still, I think Blockbuster is like the the, the name. It's like it's like a Blockbuster when you, video. When you buy a tissue, right? When you're getting tissues, oh, okay. everyone calls them Kleenex, even if they're not Kleenex, you know, brand. It's some other yeah. brand. And so I think Blockbuster is kind of the name people use for old video stores. Okay, now here's the weird one. The clamshell cases. So let's say you're at a garage sale and you see, uh, I, I've seen these and I pass them up all the time, but I didn't know. There's a bunch of VHSs in the Blockbuster clamshell. Right now I'm looking, there's somebody here that has sold a bunch of them for $16.50 a piece, free shipping. So like they have old movies, like one is Revenge of the Creature, one has Super Mario Brothers. You ever watch that movie? Yeah, man, that's a weird movie. That is though, I would say one of the worst movies ever created. It's almost as bad as the 1990s Captain America. Did you watch that one? Mm -mm. That is horrendous. So that's for another podcast. I watched like Placid for the first time. At, uh, we were we were at a hotel and it was just on. And I'm like, man, these old cheesy movies are great. There were so many good one-liners. So I could see why people would want the uh, the vintage blockbuster, especially if it's like a a horror movie. I bet there's a those those probably but it's a clamshell that tells it like because if if you removed the the case like the movies you're only gonna get like maybe a dollar on ebay but the case ups the price <laughs> substantially so right here look somebody had six they sold six of these clamshell cases for 45 dollars wow who would have thought and they were empty they're empty they're all empty wow so anyways yeah that's the bolo and anything blockbuster related right now i would say is a bolo so, like my hat, that's all. Bolo. So, Blockbuster video. All right. What are you looking forward to, Mike? Um, I'm actually looking forward to buying and getting that shed installed. Man, I'm, I'm excited because, you know, seeing my business grow first with the getting the trailer, getting the equipment, getting, you know, the printer, all of those things, like you watch your business grow. And I think this is just the next step in my evolution of my business. Mm. And so, I want to see it built. I want to be able to walk into it smell the fresh wood and be like, this is mine, you know, and, and to know how much money I'm going to make over the years, uh, inside of that building. So I'm pretty excited about that. Nice. Yeah. I, well, I would say we're going to get a little tour of it. Oh yeah. I'll do a video. I'll, I'll probably do a little video of me leveling it out. Uh, video of me sweating really hard, watching somebody else make it. And That's not the uh, kind of videos we make. <laughs> And then how to organize it as I put in all my inventory and get it all set up. So we're, yeah. we're a workout channel too. Yeah. That'll let you know. It's whoa. That's right. All right. No, I'm excited. I'm excited for you because I think that's going to be a game. I think that's going to encourage you to source and list more because, you know, it, it's less resistance to get things done, you know? All right. My goal now is to get to 3K listings by the summer. That's good. Um, So I, I'm really looking because here's the thing. I feel if I get to 3K listings, then I can start focusing on Amazon again. I almost, I almost two weeks ago said, you know what? I haven't done Amazon in a long time. I'm not going to make this 3K listing thing. And now that I made it, I'm like, no, I'm doing this. Because what it does, it frees me up to source for Amazon too. Because I have consistent things that will be selling. And now I can spend time sourcing Amazon and, you know, building up my income. And then I got a couple of road trips lined up here. I haven't, I haven't been out and about. I did, you know, just spend time with my family out of town, but I, I want to specifically for business purposes, you know, travel a little bit and, 
you know, kind of make that as a business expense in my travels. Yeah. It's always nice when you can do that. Oh, that's great. Did you go sourcing when you were out and about? No. Okay. Not this time. You should have just hit one store, you know, it would have yeah, covered true. everything. That's true. So anyways. All right. Hey, thank you for tuning into the podcast. Hopefully we're able, we had a lot of bolos in this one, right? Unexpected bolos, but uh, thank you all for tuning in as always. And as Mike said, make sure to hit that subscribe button and that like button. And thank you for all the support. And uh, yeah, just tune in for more YouTube drops. Yeah. And with that being said, make sure to be real, be relevant and be reselling. Peace. Peace.